you. You are exemplary in these principles that you're teaching and the way in which you're communicating them. And I want to just encourage everybody who's watching right now, um, if, if, if you are feeling uh, that Holy Spirit fire within you and, it, and, and it's almost as though God is, is speaking to you saying, get involved in what's going on here. You know you don't want to, uh, to have regrets later. You want your life to count for something every hour that you have. Get involved with Action for Canada. Um, just looking at that map of, of all the different chapters across the different provinces, uh, get involved in one. If there's not one near you, start one. Um, I want to start Action for Canada here in the United States. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I don't know if that's allowed. But I want to stay friends with you. I want to continue to learn from you and what you're doing. And uh, I want to partner with you in things. So I would God love that. bless you. And everyone listening, please, please, uh, th- this, this is the wake-up call. Answer the clue phone. Join in with both feet. Get on this and, uh, and participate. In just a few moments, Tanya will be coming on to have a conversation with our special guest speaker. And our special guest speaker tonight is the well-known Kirk Cameron. And we're so grateful that he was able to join Tanya for a pre-recorded conversation. Kirk is a man of faith, a husband, father, actor, producer, speaker, and an icon in the television and film industry. Kirk's mission is to nurture children's innocence and to counter the evil agenda that is polluting their minds and hearts. He is the author of the book, As You Grow, which teaches biblical wisdom based on the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Kirk will be giving us a glimpse into his documentary, The Homeschool Awakening, where he provides a look into how homeschooling parents balance work and life, as well as offering solutions to parents who think they aren't qualified to homeschool their children. I invite you to get comfortable, and won't you please join me as we listen to the conversation between Tanya Gaw and Kirk Cameron. Well, thank you, Heather, uh, and welcome, everybody. This is going to be an amazing show tonight. Uh, I'm so happy to have Kirk Cameron here tonight. We're going to be talking about a lot of important issues. We're going to be talking about the libraries and reading to children. We're going to be talking about homeschooling. And as you know, back to school is right around the corner, and we are campaigning for as many parents as possible to pull their kids out of school and actually uh, give them learning and safe spaces. We want to talk about safe spaces that's the way to go okay so um kirk welcome it's so good to have you on the show and uh welcome thank you daniel thank you so much i'm really excited to be talking with you so so encouraged and inspired by all that you're doing there in in canada and uh i i want to learn more and uh i'm happy to be on the program Great. Well, I, you know, a little pre-show, we were talking about Action for Canada's uh, notices of liability and our campaign to combat this within our school boards. Uh, but before we get into talking a little more about that, I think it's really important for people to know more about who Kirk Cameron is and how the Lord brought you uh, to be where you are today and being able to speak into the hearts and minds of uh, millions of people, not only in the U.S. or Canada, but around the world. And I was hoping that we could start with your conversion story. Uh, When I'm preparing for guests to come on and uh, creating their bio pages, I do a lot of research. And I found your conversion story heartwarming, how you got into acting, because I understand that you had big plans to be a doctor. And then um, I also really appreciated uh, the story of how you met your wife and the adoption of your four children and and then your two additional <laughs> uh, children. And I think that what I felt that very much aligned with Action for Canada is you have an uncompromising spirit. And because of that, God has just blessed you and given you a platform to speak into the hearts and minds and the lives of so many people. So I just want to hand the floor over to you and just let you go at it there for a minute. <laughs> well, you, you've made my life sound um, in, so inspiring. And so I, I hope I can fill in some of the, the cracks in between the, the the things that you've mentioned. 
um, let's see. So I, I, as far as my conversion, uh, th there was a real transformation that took place. I was an atheist growing up. I was uh, proud of the fact that I, I had not succumbed to the mental delusion that there was some invisible being hiding behind a cloud, keeping track of who has been naughty and who's been nice. Sounded like a, a grown up version of the Santa Claus story. Um, and rather than bringing coal for uh, the bad boys and girls, uh, you, you, you went to a place of eternal damnation. Uh, but you had gifts if you were on the good list. Well, I was on the middle of a television program here, uh, grow, Growing Pain, since I was 14 years old, uh, hosted by Alan Thicke, uh, a proud Canadian. And it wasn't until I was about 17 years old that uh, I was interested in a young girl who invited me to go to church with her. I didn't have any interest in church, uh, but I was interested in the girl. And because I was an actor, I could pretend for the morning and play along in church. And I heard the message of the gospel from a very um, wonderful speaker, uh, a committed and intelligent pastor of a church. His name is Chuck Swindoll. And it left me with many questions. Uh, as I found answers to those questions and, and read some books, including uh, begin, beginning to read the Bible, I became persuaded that I, I, I could be wrong. And I remember praying as I sat in, the, in, in my sports car as a 17-year-old, um, on the top of my career without a care in the world other than the fact that I knew that one day I would die and if I found out that what that preacher said was true and there was a heaven and there is a hell I knew I wouldn't be going to heaven and so I prayed for the first time uh, I didn't have any theology to speak of I, I couldn't have explained the resurrection or the virgin birth uh, or how Noah got all those animals on the ark but I asked God to please Show me who he is, forgive me for what I've done that's been wrong, and to change me into the person he wants me to be. And I, I felt humbled. Um, I felt obligated to not be a hypocrite and filled with gratitude as I learned more and more about the gospel from uh, the word of God. And I began to follow Christ as the Lord of my life when I was about 17 years old, and that's 35 years ago now. So here I am, uh, grateful, realizing that uh, I didn't find God in Hollywood uh, because he wasn't lost. I was, and he found me. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I, I love that. And, you know, oftentimes we've said, especially in this day and age right now, with what we've all been through in the last three and a half years, people need hope. And uh, but it's through tragedy, it's through difficult times that we finally get on our knees. And I would say that God uses what the enemy meant for harm for his good and his glory. And uh, Action for Canada, we consider ourselves with all of our chapters across the nation that we're becoming a church without walls. And we've become a place, uh, you know, a refuge for many, many people with those kinds of questions. And there is nothing that you did at 17 years old to bring about that conversion. You had a nudge. You, you were having a nudge from the Holy Spirit that something, you know, was further out there. And you began to question that and come to that decision. And, you know, my hope and prayer is that many people who are going through the stressful times that they are right now and wondering what in the world is going on are beginning to look up and rather than count on their self or live in fear and so that's why I wanted you to uh, you know talk a little bit about this because I think that uh, we need to be pointing people in a direction to understand they're not alone there is hope in in Christ Jesus uh, fear does not abound where hope is and that I want to move towards that uncompromising spirit that you've had as well in the decisions that you made. And I think it's only during those times that um, we are permitted that God can use us to the capacity that he's using you and why he's giving you a platform to reach the hearts and minds of so many people with your movies, with your books, and with your testimony. Well, I feel so honored to be speaking with you, not because you have a celebrity name or some great big platform or millions of followers on social media. You may. Um, but what I am so excited about is what you're doing and your faithfulness to the Lord 
and the wholeheartedness, the, the, the lack of a divided heart and the single mindedness of being faithful to God and putting that putting feet to your faith in the form of action for Canada. That's what we need here in America. That's what we need our pastors to begin doing. That's what we need mothers and fathers to be doing. And, um, you know, it's so easy to get frustrated with apathetic, lazy people. But I'm also learning to have compassion for apathetic and lazy people because at times I am one. And I also recognize that um, we, we have been fed a steady diet of apathy and laziness and inaction within our churches from our leaders. And many of our leaders were trained in seminaries that have been infiltrated by bad ideas and policies. And so uh, we're really all in this boat together. And, and so I appreciate those who sound the alarm and I appreciate the comforters and the exhorters and those who are rushing out to the front lines. So uh, this is an important conversation. Thank you for, for inviting me to be a part of it. Um, I think here in America, I, I've done a deep dive into the, to the history of our country uh, to discover that what our children are being taught is completely false. It is propaganda with regard to the beginnings of our nation. And getting back to the root of who we are, uh, not just here in America, but any free people, we have to understand that freedom defined the way that we define it. Uh, being free from government interference or any other uh, tyrannical pressure to conform to a set of values that are contrary to the freedom that God has given us to govern ourselves under his ways. Um, uh, that freedom has a root that goes so deep back into history, all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And here in, in America, we were, we were established by biblicists, people who understood and were overwhelmed with gratitude for a Bible that they could hold in their hands in the 1500s, that they could study as a family and recognize that kings and prime ministers and presidents do not have this divine right of kings so-called that allows them to become tyrants in the name of God. They're to be ministers of God for the service and the good of the people. Our country was built on self-governing people, on the foundation of the gospel, people who love and fear God and want to serve their neighbors, and then put their government in place as their representatives. And they are there to do the will of the people, not to control them and plunder their property, but to protect their property. And we've so gotten away from that and become illiterate and become ignorant of who we are and where we came from that we've forgotten the covenants that our ancestors have made uh, in the presence of God with one another to uphold these principles. And that's what I'm fighting for and trying to get back to in, in my own way through the American Campfire Revival, through some of these other things that you've mentioned. And uh, boy, this is, this is the testing of fire that we are experiencing right now. And this is the crucible in which, uh, you know, the boys will be separated from the men and the women from the girls. And um, we need to be more than patriots. We need to be Christians who don't divorce our faith in God from our responsibilities to apply that faith in our civic duties as well. And oh, that's yes. what you're doing so beautifully. So uh, I'll stop talking now because I'm sure you have other questions. No, I, I am so in agreement. I mean, this is the first time you and I have spoken. We didn't get a chance, uh, you know, previously to have a conversation. And I know when we were pre-show having a bit of conversation, you were, uh, you know, quite excited to, uh, obviously, you read in a little bit to what we're doing here with our notices of liability and asserting our rights as, as God has um, uh, uh, permitted them to us. And I just finished a two and a half week speaking tour. It was the first one that I'd ever done. 
And the major part of that speaking tour was talking about the fact that Canada is a Judeo-Christian nation, which was inherited through our British Commonwealth. And it's embedded in our Magna Carta, forms our laws and our values, and is a system of governance that sets us apart from totalitarian extremists and communist regimes, giving us the freedom to believe or not to believe without fear of persecution, oppression, or even death. And oh, when you know, Tanya. <laughs> this is so beautiful. This needs to be shouted from every rooftop. And, you know, it was many years ago when I, you know, I've been at this for eight years, the, the battle, and it was many years ago when I was hearing all about love and diversity, and they were perverting the English language, they were perverting our biblical values and what this country was founded on, and I was appealing, you know, to God to say, how do we fight this evil? And God said, with truth. And I said, then I need you to help me to be able to communicate in such a way that the enemy cannot uh, uh, debate what comes out of my mouth and that it will fall sweetly on the ears of those who hear it. And, and so, you know, the knee-jerk reaction I say to people is to reject what we have to say about our countries being based on biblical principles, because for decades we've been being groomed and, uh, you, you know, uh, manipulated into believing we were secular nations, into multicultural nations and all the rest of it. And if we take a look at the uh, other nations around Around the world and how they're functioning, they have a core belief system and they're living by that belief system, which is anti-God, capital G-O-D, and they're all living under tyranny and oppression. And so my challenge is to people, rather than your knee-jerk reaction, if you succumb to COVID, if you succumb to the mask, if you succumb to thinking that love is love, even when that involves man-boy love, then you need to wake up. You need to take a step back and think maybe that you've been deceived at a deeper level. And now it is time, you know, for a great reset, but not the one that the globalists are talking about. But I think that's the battle on the front lines. This is, uh, you know, an unprecedented battle for good and evil. And if we don't rise up, even as non-Christians and Christians, and understand what uh, godly biblical principles gives us as far as uh, freedom and democracy, we're lost. And that truly is where the battle is. That's right. Oh, amen. Everybody, um, uh, go back, or hit rewind, and go back and listen to everything that she just said and memorize it. And, and tell it to your children and tell it to your friends. It, my sister had asked me if there's one question for Kirk, because she loves your movie uh, Monumental. I mean, you've made so many uh, good ones, but she said, you know, because you showed in, uh, in, a, in a tremendous way the history of America, and even on what I've, what I've just repeated, this is the history of Canada that they're trying to erase, but it would be wonderful to put it into, uh, you know, the format of a movie like you've done. Well, I, I think so too, and um, that that would be that would be phenomenal. I think I think one of your listeners who uh, has the financial means to to get put some seed money down so that you can do that, and I would be happy to help uh, you on you know finding people on the production side who could help put something like that together. Um, I I think that's phenomenal. We need to be doing that. Uh, I, I'd love if you don't mind. I want to just go back to something in case someone is. Uh, coming to this uh, fresh like, like I was, what you have done, what Action for Canada has done with these notices of liability is phenomenal. Th this is brilliant. I, I, have not, I have not heard of anybody else doing what I see you doing. And it's just, I don't know another word. It's brilliant. You have, you have given a, 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 a tool and you've placed it into the hands of parents to personally combat and beat back the tyranny that is coming to their children. Well, first of all, by doing the most important thing, which would be to exit your children from the public education system, because the public education and your company, uh, your country, as it sounds, uh, has happened in ours as well, has been completely hijacked and infiltrated. Um, it's nothing but a distribution pipeline for government propaganda to turn our children into obedient little lemmings who will put masks on their faces, uh, injections into their bodies, and uh, believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, and do whatever the almighty government says uh, as the provider and protector and the safekeeper of, of all things, from your health to your education to your family to everything, uh, your money and, and your freedoms. And um, 
This notice of liability for parents who are not yet able to take their kids out of school allows them, from what I understand, to hand to the principal, hand to the teacher, to the administrators, a notice that puts them on notice that if they participate in exposing children to pornographic materials, to to obscenity and lewdness, that there are laws on the books that will hold them personally reliable, uh, uh, liable, not just the school. They can't, they don't have the excuse of, well, I'm just being, I'm just doing what I'm told and I'm being paid as a teacher to show this stuff to the kids. No, you personally are on the hook liable, liable for uh, exposing children to pornography. And there are criminal uh, and civil penalties for that. That now gets them where it, it means something to them. There's a personal pressure point that is now going to get them on the side of what is good and, and lawful. And I've not heard of anybody else doing this. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so thank you for that, Kirk. We started this uh, back in March of 2021 to get the masks off children. And it was very successful. I hate to say it this way, but for the parents that were brave enough to use it. I mean, their children were being abused en masse everywhere. They were not the spreaders of this virus. In fact, their strong immune systems should have been good for grandma and grandpa. And, you know, it was a matter of a barometer to measure who was complying, even for uh, all, all of society. They're useless. Then we uh, started notices of liability for employees to give to employers uh, against the unions. This is the one for the uh, SOGI 123, which we launched launched in June of 2022. And we had a great success rate with the notices of liability against the VAX. And uh, prior to me creating the notice of liability for the sexual orientation and gender identity, because it's holding that school board trustee, say her name is Susie Smith, we're holding Susie Smith personally liable. And it is not her under the protection of a school board trustee. They don't have that protection. It's the same as if a trustee were to come in and physically abuse somebody, sexually abuse somebody. And so the notice of liability, it's not a legal document in and of itself until we use it as evidence. So it's basically we're serving you saying under all of these grounds that we have set out, we're letting you know that what you're doing is either illegal or causing harm. And in this situation, it's both because we know that children are being harmed by this. It's leading to them being confused, uh, puberty blockers, antidepressants, and some having their bodies mutilated. And it's illegal because you are deceiving children, you, you know, under your care, under your trusted position of authority, and you are uh, sexualizing them. And we don't have a lot of good judges in Canada, but what has happened as a result of this, this is breaking down. And across Canada now, thank God in the United States, you have 26 states that are passing legislation to protect children. And we were in a real mess in Canada until about two months ago when our New Brunswick government said, hey, you know what? Their parents have rights to know what's going on with their children. And then Manitoba and Saskatchewan and and Ontario have all got on board. In Saskatchewan, we recently had a huge win because they were going to bring in the SOGI 123 secretly under the radar in September and we started lobbying government in in April when we found out about this we started advising them that there is measurable harm in other provinces to show that this program is causing harm to children and as a result we were able to advise the uh government of Saskatchewan, the Minister of Education, that there was measurable harm in other provinces that have already implemented this learning resource and that they could be held personally liable and accountable. And so as a result, uh, last week, the Minister of Education, Dustin Duncan, ended up putting a pause on the SOGI and uh, disallowing any other NGOs from coming in teaching sexual health, etc., such as Planned Parenthood. And so this has been a really 
huge win. We haven't had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for lawyers. Uh, we didn't have to go before corrupt judges to get this decision. And uh, we are 100% committed to keep going at this until this is eradicated from our school system. And uh, so anyways, and, and as I see down in the States, you guys are having some very good success in there. And uh, that has been um, inspirational and motivational for us in Canada. Mm. I, I have a pastor friend, Gary Hamrick in Virginia, who just started a brand new school and they had the, the, the greatest enrollment rate in the state of Virginia at this school, I think in the history of first days uh, of enrollment, because parents were not just walking their children to this school, but running their children to this school, because it was a school that's going to partner together with parents as the primary teachers and assist them in teaching their children a biblical worldview. Um, education is, is enormous. Uh, we, we understand that. Um, we have a founding father here in the U.S., uh, Noah Webster, who gave us Webster's Dictionary. He was a founding father and also uh, known as the father of American education. And he said that every civil government is founded on some religion or uh, philosophy of life. And the education of that nation will propagate the religion of that nation. Here in America, that religion is Christianity. And he said that it was sown into the hearts of people for two centuries through the home and through private and public schooling and through the church. And our success and our liberty is the result of that biblical way of life and the continuation of our prosperity and our freedoms depends on the continuation of teaching our children the principles of Christianity. So um, this is, as you said, it's baked into the Magna Carta. This is baked into our documents of liberty uh, that are connected all the way back to the scriptures themselves. Uh, they're baked into our founding documents. And I think it is just, it is brilliant that you have gotten a hold of these things and you've repurposed what the enemy has meant for evil and used it for good. I, I even heard you just mention a, a phrase of safe spaces. Hey, what a great idea. You're right. You're right, folks. We need safe spaces for our children so that they are not being abused with this Soji 123 stuff. Uh, we need to let you know, because we're Christians, that we care about you. If I were in your position, I wouldn't want to be blindsided by a lawsuit holding me personally uh, liable for damaging and harming children physically and emotionally and um, mentally, I would want to know. And so I'm giving you this notice of liability because I care about you and about our children. Exactly. Wow, that's just so yeah. great. And when I say measurable harm, I have moms who are in touch with me and some of the most sad stories. One is a, a young woman that at 14 years old, trans people were invited into the school without parental knowledge, which is what they're doing everywhere, giving their testimony of how they transformed from a girl into a boy and how their life is so much more fulfilling, which is a complete and utter lie. And now these kids are hearing, if you happen to feel this way, if you, you're gender dysphoric, if you're not comfortable, you know, in your body and what a reckless thing to say to young women and young men who are developing. And as a result, with this one lady, her 14 year old daughter not only began down the path of being lesbian, then bi, etc. It seems to morph and evolve for them. And it's very confusing state. She also got into the group who were doing drugs. And ultimately, at the age of uh, 20, she had a fentanyl overdose, but not before she had really realized that she'd been deceived and she'd she'd un unfortunately she's passed away her mother is devastated but this is directly related to what the school has taught them and then Sarah is another gal that I've had on my school uh, on my show exact same story at the age of 14 trans activists came into the school gave their stories they're now going in teaching this to grade 11 year old olds as well and uh, Sarah at the age of 20 realized something was wrong and she got off the antidepressants because if your kids are on antidepressants that's because they're trying to numb them and dumb them down from being able to think and process through this then they get them on the puberty blockers and fast track many of them uh, to the surgeries which is what happened to Sarah and at the age of 21 uh, she ended up at church with her mom and dad 
and the pastor was teaching on biblical sexuality and she realized that she'd been deceived and she is detransitioning and she has turned her life back to the Lord but not without first having her breasts removed and facial hair and now having to undo the damage that began in the school systems and so um, action is coming and so the trustees better figure out what side of this war they want to be on because they're going to be held accountable at one point and uh, who knows which one of them it's going to be but we're coming for them that's for sure wonderful this is this is actually this is so encouraging you know so many of us watch the news we turn on the television in hopes that we might hear something uh, of, that gives us hope. We want to be aware of what's happening so that we're ready for, um, for, for some disaster. And we usually end up turning off the television with a sense of, 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 of feeling numb and feeling a low-grade fear that just interrupts our sleep and inches us closer and closer to the cliff of despair. And what we want to hear is the kind of things that you're saying right now. We want to see action that has measurable improvements. And the other thing that I'm learning just by this conversation is that, you know, we can actually learn from the enemy because their techniques work. And what's interesting, for example, a trans activist can come into a school and as a result of their testimony can change the worldview of a young person. Doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that what we hope happens when a Christian goes into a school or a youth group and shares their testimony? It could change a godless atheist and to, to adopt a biblical worldview and transform their life. So you see, I, I see the enemy is really just picking up our biblical playbook of sharing our personal testimony in order to transform people, only they're taking them from light to darkness. Why don't we bring out the scriptures again and apply all the principles of God, all the tactics and strategies of love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, speaking the truth in love, being compassionate, carrying one, one another's burdens, uh, rescuing those uh, from the fire while there's still time. If we would do that, I believe that we would have the... The, the blessing of God behind that, you know, r- rather than the favor of the devil that, that, that may seem to win some here and there and more and more, we would have the favor of God and the power uh, that raised Christ from the dead behind a movement leading people back to truth and goodness and beauty. Uh, there is great reasons for hope. Well, and I, you know, you may not realize this, but you have been an inspiration of hope for everyone as well. Like even especially with Action for Canada, when you wrote your uh, book, As You Grow, and started going into those libraries, we were going, wahoo, and, you know, celebrating this because of the onslaught of drag queens that were rising up, uh, you know, within our public libraries, being invited into schools. And here you were with this amazing book to speak life into to children to nurture their goodness and uh, and that wasn't an easy uh, journey for you at times as well let's talk a little bit about that there's the book we're hoping that people can get their hands on that now can you clarify something for me Kirk my understanding is is that your book cannot yet be shipped into Canada is that correct uh, I understand that through Amazon you can get shipments into Canada so uh, you can go to the website at bravebooks.com. That's bravebooks.com uh, to learn all about that and many other books, uh, which are all, they share the same characters that live in, in the universe uh, that we call Freedom Island. And uh, interestingly, Freedom Island is shaped uh, in the form of the original 13 colonies of the United States of America. And uh, the idea is for all of these characters uh, to be, be teaching the next generation of freedom fighters the heroes to protect the freedom on Freedom Island. And that's what we need to be doing in Canada as well. So uh, my book is called As You Grow. It teaches children uh, how to grow the sweet fruit of the spirit uh, through the seasons of life, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. And then I wrote a second book uh, 
that is called Pride Comes Before the Fall. And that's a book uh, that teaches children the valuable lesson of humility. And uh, with our Pride Month, so-called, this last June, we released this book on June 1st. And we uh, debuted it in Seattle, Washington, where uh, there there was quite a bit of protesting going on uh, because they assumed this was a book that was anti-LGBT. Actually, it's not. Um, It's uh, based on Proverbs 16, 18, I believe it is, that pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And that it's better to be humble than to share plunder with the proud. So uh, this caused a bit of controversy, but it's uh, the good kind of controversy because it's bringing parents uh, to that place that you've been bringing them uh, to be awake, to be alarmed, and then to be activated. And that's what we've got to do. There's too many of us who have just been lulled to sleep with um, promises from the government, with a, a, a lazy... Um, luxurious lifestyle, uh, or or whatever the excuse is. But we've been entrusted with the sacred uh, treasure of the hearts and minds and souls of our children, and we have got to take care of them. This, This is our sacred duty. We do. We have to invest in them. Uh, What is it? Good Marxist tyrants have always known that the uh, future of a country relies on the hearts and minds of the children, of the children. And uh, they've worked. uh, Hitler had the Hitler youth. Uh, Today is the radical trans uh, youth, the Marxist youth. Uh, They're using our schools as petri dishes of indoctrination, uh, marching out Marxist soldiers. And if we don't like the looks of this, then we need to do something about them. I really want to encourage our viewers that you would go on to Brave Books and then go to your local libraries and either buy the books and bring them in and encourage them to carry books that positively influence the hearts and minds of children. And and so that was exciting when I was looking the other day and I saw the new book about Pride Comes Before a Fall. And isn't it just so uh, through television, media, music, uh, we're in a fast food credit card generation where, uh, you know, our young people don't understand the art of working for something and having the right kind of pride in working and earning. They can easily go into debt. And I think all the way around what you are doing, Kirk, and investing into our children is essential if we're going to have uh, positive, great leaders for the future. And, and I think that's something that we really need to focus on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm one of those who feel like I'm late to the game. I'm 53 years old and I'm late to the, the realization that all these things that my grandparents told me, the things that I was, uh, made to to read and learn about in school when when I was in school are so much more important than I realized as a young man. And it wasn't until I had children and I realized now that these things really matter. And I just thank God that, that you and I and others who are listening here have an opportunity to repent, to turn back to God and say, Oh God, we've been so foolish. All of this tyranny At least I I can say this, all of this tyranny that I see in my generation has happened on our watch. We, We have roots and a foundation and a legacy that was purchased with blood and sacrifice that has given us unprecedented freedom in the world, but that freedom has been used for license to sin and abuse people. And we have allowed the, the, um, the, the governmental and the family and the church structure to be infested with termites. And we've not done the hard work of evangelism and uh, honest to goodness discipleship to keep the integrity and the foundation strong in the family, the church, and in civil government. And I, for one, want to be a part of, uh, of that committed group of people who can do my, I can do my part, whatever that is, uh, that, that God allows to head us back in the right direction. 
Well, I think what you're saying as well is is dead right on. I mean, there's that saying that goes something like freedom is not free. It's not just naturally handed down to the next generation. We have to fight for it. And uh, we've been a generation. My mom and dad both came through the war. My dad was from England. My mom was from the Netherlands. Their houses were bomb- bombed. They, they went through poverty. And they were some of those white Europeans that came to Canada with nothing. And my dad had a grade six education and really had to work very hard. And so did my mom to uh, uh, provide for us and to provide a home. But they bestowed upon us values and character and, uh, you know, that the discipline that was healthy and needed. And uh, I think that when we're looking at what's being taught, uh, the reason I point out white Europeans is because, of course, the government is trying to come down with critical race theory and all of these other things but it's the the bottom line is to destroy our founding fathers it's to undermine the work that they've done and at the bottom of that is to under undermine christianity and i've always said my god doesn't know the color of your skin he cares about the condition of your heart and mind. So this has nothing to do with white privilege. This has nothing to do uh, with any of that because my mom and dad are, are individuals, like I say, who are evidence that there was no white privilege there. And if we're, you know, handing money over to our youth and giving them things for nothing, which is what they did en masse through uh, these government lockdowns, it was to buy votes, uh, mass immigration is to buy votes to keep these tyrants in office forever and ever. And and so there's so many different ways that we're needing to uh, protect the walls of our countries. And, and God says that we have a right to protect our territory. And we have a duty to do that. We have a duty not to allow false gods, gods to come in and take over our nation. We have a duty to speak out against abortion and uh, putting our children on the altar of Baal and Moloch and having them uh, destroyed in society. And we have a duty and a responsibility at this point to get on our knees and to repent and ask God to forgive us for our complacency and uh, to rise up and do something about that. And it comes with the promise in Second Chronicles that he will heal our land. And uh, I can hear that you're doing that in the United States. We're doing that in Canada. And because of that, you know what? That faith of a mustard seed is moving mountains and God hears us. That's right. That, that, that's right. And Tanya... Um, I, I, I was reminded by my mentor, uh, Dr. Marshall Foster, who recently went on to be with the Lord. There's a there's a hole in my heart the size of a meteor crater. Uh, I, I, I miss him so much. But he said, Kirk, <clears throat> he said, remember, he said, throughout history, revivals have always come during times of moral decline, spiritual apathy and economic collapse. This is when people wake up and they turn back to God. And we're about due for another one right now. They, 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 they tend to come in, in waves, maybe 50 years apart. And we are there. And so I'm hoping and praying that uh, people will thank God for COVID, that they will thank God for the masks, thank God for uh, the trans movement, not because they are intrinsically good. No, these things were evil, but God is the blessed controller of all things. And what others mean for evil can be used for a good to, if, if it will wake us up and, and rend our hearts and turn us back to the father, um, and use this as, as our wake up call to perhaps see, the church's finest hour in Canada and in the United States and around the world. And what you're doing, Tanya, is uh, it's spectacular. Yeah, well, it's awesome. You know, we have an amazing team at our national office. And uh, when we look at what we're doing with Action for Canada nationwide with all of our chapters, uh, we have vetted our chapter leaders. And that's that's a, a look we are growing. We're committed to be in every single town and community, wherever there's a mayor and city council, a township, wherever there are school board trustees, we are focused on getting in there, reaching out to churches and raising up elected officials 
officials to uh, take back every level of government. And in the last election last year, we got a number of our chapter leaders elected into these positions. And we are doing this on a shoestring budget. This is grassroots. And the reason it's successful is because all of our people understand that we are at war. And it is the kind of war where we don't see the bombs dropping around us, but there are mass casualties in Canada, the United States, and around the world. And until people realize, yes, you know what, you've just come through summer, but until people realize that this battle is not over, they're already talking about masks, they're already talking about a ridiculous other variant of COVID, and they understand what their God-given rights are, and they're willing to assert those rights and that they have a right to do that, uh, we will continue, you know, to, to fall into tyranny. But I believe that we are at the cusp, we are at a crossroads right now of having the ability to turn this around. And for any of you who are watching and listening to Kirk and I, yes, we are devoted Christians. You know why? Because we know the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way is through Christ Jesus. The only way out of this battle is through God. And if you look back on history, it is when nations turn their back on God, that God does turn his back on his people for a period of time. He does allow bad leaders. And you may be saying, well, I was a good person. You know what? I I didn't bring this on. It's bad government but you didn't care about who you were electing into office. And this has been a personal attack against citizens in Western um, countries around the world because they were relying on our virtues as a nation and used them against us of love, of, of being compassionate, of being caring and giving. And so they manipulated and they used in a psychological military style warfare to attack us. So also That's give right. yourself a break. You know, there's grace in the middle of this. But get on board and join us in this battle. We need all hands on deck. That's right. You're you're talking about the psyops that are used to control people, not physically, but next generation warfare is uh, to move people and control them by capturing the control center, which is their mind, and then get them to do what you want them to do voluntarily. And you're right. Christians have uh, we, we've we succumb to this idea that if we're all about love and they'll even quote Bible verses, you know, um, uh, w- love your neighbor as yourself. And if you were a real Christian, and you really cared about people. You wouldn't be spreading that virus around the way that you are without a mask. And uh, and, and, and it's 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 sneaky and crafty on their part, but it just speaks to our our gullibility it speaks to some of the biblical illiteracy that we don't, if, if we're not understanding that these are being ripped out of context and manipulated to be used against us. But thank God for Action for Canada. Thank God for all of those people out there and people here who are recognizing it, who are praying, who are turning their hearts back to God on a personal level, and they are uh, rising up and standing against this and providing positive alternatives uh, like you're doing. Well, and and again, I'm going to turn that back to you as well, Kirk, because uh, when I was doing my research, which I love doing when we have guests on, I had no idea that it wasn't just a matter that you've written two books as you grow and pride comes before a fall, but you have written many books, I believe, with Ray Comfort. And is that correct? I, I saw a full list and of, yeah. of books giving instruction and... Uh, Maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So Ray Comfort and I are, are pals from way back. Uh, he's a Kiwi from New Zealand. Uh, he likes to say that uh, Australia is a tiny little island off the coast of New Zealand. And, and uh, we became friends when I saw him open air preaching in New York City in a video. And I was just uh, amazed at his um, ability to remind me of the Apostle Paul speaking to the pagans of his day. And we got to be friends. I wanted to learn his evangelism methods. And we wrote a few books together. We did a television program called The Way of the Master. So we've got a couple of books. Uh, One one of my favorites is called um, uh, The School of Biblical Evangelism. And it's a big, thick book with 101 lessons on biblical evangelism, essentially uh, sharing the gospel the way that Jesus did, which is not just... um, 
giving a person a hug and saying God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but uh, using the moral law of God like uh, a doctor uses a CAT scan or an MRI to show the patient that there is serious disease going on, and they can see it with their own eyes. Uh, they perceive the problem, and then they, they uh, appreciate the fact that the doctor has a cure, and they're willing to appropriate it uh, because they know that it can save their life. This is uh, the concept of law before grace or biblical evangelism or the way of the master, the way that we like to say it. That's beautiful. And I also want to cover uh, a couple of your movies before we let you go, because uh, they have had such an impact. And one of them was Fireproof. Uh, You played the role of a fireman. You were married in a relationship that was struggling. And there was a process for couples who are going through these kind of hardships on on the brink of separation and divorce on on how to recover. And, And so I think this is a really good opportunity as we're talking about our children, what the best possible gift you can give your child is a healthy, strong marriage. And so I would encourage our viewers to watch this movie Fireproof, to share it with others who you know are possibly uh, in in a broken relationship and how they can move and recover. So uh, yeah, thank you. That movie was absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. What an honor to be a part of that. Uh, The Kendrick brothers have made so many good movies like that, from the subject of marriage with Fireproof to parenting with Courageous and and, uh, reminding us that uh, uh, prayer is a powerful weapon in their movie called War Room. Um, I had a chance to make another movie with them recently after 10 years uh, of of doing our own thing. We made a movie called Life Mark, and Life Mark came out this last summer in movie theaters based on a true story about an 18-year-old girl who changed her mind on the abortion table and decided to give life to her child. Um, 19 years later, she was contacted by this young man who says that he wants to meet up with her, and she thinks he probably hates her for abandoning him as an infant. And instead, the opposite is true. He wanted to thank her for the choice that she made to give him life because he loves his life, he loves his family. And she is his hero. And uh, I got to play the adoptive father in that movie, which I know a little something about because my wife and I have six children, four of whom are adopted. Yeah, I was reading that as well. And I was so excited because I recently saw Life Mark and uh, it moved me to tears. And it was it's a movie that I just wish uh, everybody would see. And that's why I wanted to promote it today on the show. I really encourage people to watch uh, Fireproof, Life Mark. I want people to see your homeschool awakening and as well the Left Behind video series. Uh, because I think, you know, many people feel like, oh, man, it feels like we're in the end times. And you have uh, some people have just this again, this window of opportunity you may be uh, having this conversation with yourself like is there a heaven and is there a hell I see a whole lot of evil going on in the world and if you're willing to uh, you know admit there's evil there's got to be good and only God is good and I think that uh, Left Behind is a movie that compels people to take a deeper look at that uh, you know in order to make a decision yes I've 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 heard that 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 movie has had that effect. I think it had that effect on my, my sister, Candace. Um, and, you know, I, I think regardless of your, your eschatological views and the timing of the second coming, uh, I, I won't go into it too, too much, but uh, uh, theologically, I, I, uh, I, I, I think I left left behind behind. And I've, uh, my views have evolved with regard to end times and all of that. However, um, the reality is that um, we've been given the blessing of living here on this earth for a certain number of days that only the Lord knows. And in the time that we have, let's make the most of it. Let's honor God with all of our hearts, with an undivided heart. Let's love our neighbors. Let's raise our children. Let's grow the city, advance the kingdom, slay the giants, impact the culture. Let's go. Uh, time is a wasting and, um, this is a great blessing we have to be alive. 
for, for God to have passed over our, our, our sins because of the, the, the blood of Christ and the opportunity to make inroads for the kingdom of God. So the Homeschool Awakening is a documentary that I made just this last year, and it documents how during COVID, the number of families in the United States that homeschooled their kids doubled. And many of those families decided not to send their children back to public school once the lockdowns were, were, were uh, put away and the schools opened back up because they realized and were horrified at how the schools had broken the parents' trust and were teaching their children abhorrent, lewd, and obscene, and un-American ideas. So this documentary answers many of the common questions about homeschooling. How do you do it? How do you get started? Will kids get a good education? What do colleges think of homeschool students? What sort of jobs can they get? Uh, How in the world do I bring an entire school system into my home? Do I have to be a math teacher and a music teacher and a science teacher? Uh, We follow 17 families who go into the journey of homeschooling, and we watch how they do it. And they're all different. Some of them are interracial families. Some of them are um, um, business owners. Some of them are inner city families, rural families. And we watch and see how they process everything, how their kids are learning through different styles of education, and how they're turning out. So if you have questions about homeschooling, wondering if this is uh, even a biblical idea, uh, if you have what it takes to do it, I would strongly recommend you watch this documentary. It's an hour long, The Homeschool Awakening. Uh, Millions of parents are discovering the blessing of taking back their children's education. Okay, great. I had included the trailer when I released the action the other day, so it will be in the description as well. We'll provide uh, many of the links that Kirk and I have spoken about today. And I'm just really, I'm going to have Alex Newman on next week, and they put together Public School Exit. I've had him on a few times. I met him many years ago. He came to Canada and we spoke at the same conference and we've uh, grown this uh, friendship and uh, they were part of public school exit. And my understanding is that at least 2 million children have been removed from the public school system to alternative homeschool or like you say, churches that are opening up schools, etc. And in Canada, uh, with Action for Canada, we have homeschool revolution where we are just encouraging parents, if you need help, please go to Action for Canada's page, Homeschool Revolution. We've got a homeschool association directory there, and we have vetted amazing homeschool associations in every single province across the country to make this as easy as possible. And Doris is our homeschooling lead. You can email her at homeschooling at actionforcanada.ca. We provide you parent webinars, etc., to help get you going. It's much easier than you think. You can teach your kids more in two hours than they'll learn in five hours at school without the risk of being being indoctrinated. So we highly encourage you to do what is never uh, whatever is necessary to make that happen. And we encourage grandparents and the family to get involved in raising our children and make this happen. And uh, so, Kirk, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Is there anything that you'd like to add in closing? Thank you. You are exemplary in these principles that you're teaching and the way in which you're communicating them. And I want to just encourage everybody who's watching right now, um, if, if, if you are feeling uh, that Holy Spirit fire within you and, it, and, and it's almost as though God is, is speaking to you saying, get involved in what's going on here. You know you don't want to, uh, to have regrets later. You want your life to count for something every hour that you have. Get involved with Action for Canada. Um, just looking at that map of, of all the different chapters across the different provinces, uh, get involved in one. If there's not one near you, start one. Um, I want to start Action for Canada here in the United States. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I don't know if that's allowed. But I want to stay friends with you. I want to continue to learn from you and what you're doing. And uh, I want to partner with you in things. So I would love God that. bless you. And everyone listening, please, please, uh, this this is the wake up call. Answer the clue phone. Join in with both feet. Get on this and uh, and participate. 
Right. Thank you so much, Kirk. And I want to encourage everybody again, all of Kirk's links will be in the description below when we uh, launch this on Rumble. I'm going to give a, a special shout out right now to my friend, Danielle Pastilli. You and I had some challenges getting you on the show today, and I'm so glad that it worked out. And my friend Danielle was uh, critical in helping to reach out to Aaron and get this to happen. And and I can see for greater reasons, you know, why it is, Kirk, that you and I have met. And I look forward to working together with you and having some conversations of uh, how we can get this uh, get action for Canada moted, whether it's action, you know, for America, however, we're going to work it out. But I think we've got a good plan. And I think it can be implemented in the United States as well. Well, I want to make sure you have all the support that you need for this, because this is just uh, exemplary, exemplary and phenomenal. So those of you out there, um, Whatever your opportunities, influences, and resources are, help Tanya and Action for Canada. Kirk, would you actually close us in prayer today? I would love to. That would be an honor. Our Father in Heaven, <clears throat> it is such a privilege to be able to uh, to be alive, to not be a pile of cinders uh, because of our sin, but to be... Um, the recipients of your grace and your mercy, your kindness, your love, and your patience. Lord, uh, I'm so thankful that you are the God of the same same sky and the same heaven uh, that Tanya looks up to and that I look up to and that everyone across the whole globe looks up to. Lord, we're all breathing the same air. Uh, We're drinking the same water. Uh, we're, we're, We're really living on the same land. It's all what you've made. This is your world. And Father, I just ask that uh, you would remember that prayer that your son gave uh, when he said, May your kingdom come, Father, and may your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So, Father, please export your life-giving transformational principles from the heavenly places to us here on earth. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for illuminating your word and animating us as ambassadors from heaven. Lord, reconcile this world to yourself fully and completely in the family, in the church, and in civil government. Please protect moms and dads and grandparents. Help families, Lord, to get it right. We love you. We thank you for the ministries you've given us. Help us Lord, to serve you with our whole hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Thank you, Kirk. Wow, what an amazing time with Kirk Cameron. He is just such a man of integrity. He, like I said at the beginning, is uh, touching the lives and hearts and minds of millions of people. And he's just been given such a blessing and an opportunity. And uh, I honor that. I love his uncompromising spirit. That's what Action for Canada is about. And uh, we just want to continue moving forward. And uh, of course, tonight and what we'll be talking about next week and uh September is going to be about our kids and so next week Alex Newman will be joining us and he'll be talking about the public school exit he'll be talking about homeschooling I believe he has five children (laughs) and they're homeschooling them all as well and he's amazing he's been on the show a few times and so uh, Trenzu as well can we uh, go to the Bible verse please all right, Proverbs 22.6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this is something that is so important in this day and age as we're facing such darkness, as we're facing all of this corruption and deviancy in the school. You can see why it's so important to raise a child in the way they should go. That means to impact their minds and their thoughts, to put good thoughts in there, and to educate them well, because when they grow up and become Uh, adults and citizens, they participate in the world. And it's just how will they be participating in the world? Will will they be participating as Antifa style individuals? Will they be rude and not respect their elders? Or will these be uh, minds that have been shaped and molded for goodness? 
And so we have a choice to make, right? Like I said, we're, we're at a crossroads right now. And I believe that uh, the tides are turning. And I believe that together we are having an impact and, and that we can hit a home run and that we can really turn this around. Uh, but as we said before, we need all hands on deck. And for those of you who are able to give and support Action for Canada, we request that. We've got amazing fall programs coming up for our youth program and for the parent webinar. Phil Lease will and his team will be coming on uh, to teach biblical sexuality, to teach a healthy view of sexuality to our youth to counter what the world is teaching them. And as well for parents, how do I talk to my kids about this stuff, right? And so we think it's really, really important to invest in Canadians. And so we hope that you will, uh, you know, find the value in that and invest in Action for Canada as well. So we look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you have a wonderful week and a great weekend. God bless you and God bless Canada. Say God bless you and God bless Canada. Yeah.